Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Welcome back to Season 2 of the I Will Be Your Church podcast. If you made it through all 100 episodes of Season 1, you will have heard my brother Ben's and my take on who God is, who humanity is to God, the role of humanity on this planet, the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, some of the life, teachings, healings, and miracles of Jesus, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to the dimension of heaven. And we ended the season talking about what the term full gospel means and how you can be filled with the very spirit of God himself and be given a relationship and communication with God that can never be broken now or in eternity. Powerful stuff. So if you have stuck with us this long, we are going to assume that you are serious about learning what being a disciple or follower of Jesus is all about. Not what you see portrayed on social media or the news, but what Jesus and those he taught personally really meant when they said, come, follow Jesus. So over these next few months, we are going to tackle the topic of what it means to mature and grow in the faith we have in God and in the walk of Jesus that we walk here on planet earth as we make him Lord of our lives. We are going to examine what our purpose is while we are here, and we're going to take a hard look at ourselves and see where we need to grow up spiritually. I don't know about anybody else, but I still have a lot of growing to do. We want to encourage you to ask God to lead you to a local church that loves Jesus and loves to study and talk about the words of God, a church that isn't afraid to ask and answer those tough questions you might have about the spiritual world. The world is full of a lot of voices. Surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you to grow in your love of God and your love of others. Let's get started. The scripture I'm going to touch on today to get us started into this study of growing up in the Lord is Colossians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10. This is the Apostle Paul writing a letter to the church that had been established at Colossus, and he says to them this, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then, The way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. What a great prayer by Paul, and what an awesome expectation he had of the people he was writing to. 
If I had to give a simple set of steps to someone to follow who has just been introduced to God for the first time, they're just starting their walk with Jesus and trying to find out what does it mean to be part of the body of Christ, the body of the anointed one here on this earth. Well, these verses, these verses would be a wonderful place to start. First and foremost, Ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will for your life, for your family, your city, your country, your church. What's his will for this world, for all of humanity? Tell him that you want to have spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you can see how he wants to work in all of those areas. And then expect that he will answer that prayer of your heart. Because as he begins to reveal his will, his way of doing things, his way of navigating your life through the world, in your relationships, in your workplaces, this scripture promises that those revelations of his will will help you live in a way that honors and pleases him. Now, you may be asking, why do I need to live in a way that honors and pleases God? Well, there are a lot of religious answers to that question that I won't get into. But let me speak from my heart here. I don't want to live in a way that honors and pleases him because I'm scared that I might go to some place called hell when I die. I don't want to live in a way that honors and pleases him so that people can look at me and see how holy and righteous I am. I know I'm not. (laughs) No. I want to learn what pleases him and what honors him because I love him and I want to have a relationship with him that grows deeper and stronger with every passing day. He loves me. I want to love him. He gives himself for me. I want to give myself for him. That is what relationship is all about. We have a relationship that we are building. Well, what relationship can be built or truly succeed when you're constantly doing things that displeases or dishonors the other person? I know that my marriage would not last very long if everything I did, every conversation I had, every behavior that I exhibited was something that dishonored my husband or displeased him or just made him angry or hurt his feelings. Obviously, that wouldn't work. Well, it's the same with the Lord. So just as it has taken me years to understand and interact with and respect the nuances of what my parents need in our relationship, what my siblings need, my friends, my husband, and and letting them know the nuances of what I need and what I am expecting, what I'm hoping for in our relationship. Well, in that same way, I am also working to understand and interact with and respect the nuances of my relationship with God and what pleases him and what honors him. And now, just like I will fail at always honoring my earthly relationships 100%, I am human. I will fail at honoring those relationships. I will fail at times in my relationship with God. But in all of these relationships, I handle failure the same way, or at least this is my attempt. I'm going to attempt to always handle failure the same way. How do I do that? I acknowledge where I fail. I ask for forgiveness. I receive that forgiveness. 
I repent, which just means that I commit to not failing in that same way again. And then I move forward in the love and the honor and respect of that restored relationship. So besides working out how I walk in honor and walk in what is pleasing towards God, it says that as we understand his wisdom and knowledge more and more, this will cause us to bear every kind of good fruit in our lives. Well, who doesn't want to bear good, fresh, sweet-tasting fruit in their lives? When people enter a room with me, I don't want them to smell the stench of rotten fruit because of my bad attitude and my nasty words and my angry countenance. (laughs) When they get a taste of my life, I don't want it to taste rotten and putrid and gross so that they want to spit me out and spit my words out and spit my thoughts out because it's just disgusting to them. Did you know that the Bible actually tells us what good spiritual fruit looks like in our lives? If you listen to a a lot of religious people, you would think that God says that good fruit is not cussing, not dancing, not watching bad TV shows. Um, I could make a list a mile long. Don't wear makeup, uh, wear, you know, long skirts and turtlenecks. I don't know. Like, honestly, like seriously, the list could be just endless of what religion calls fruit, but what Jesus calls dead works. Let me tell you what God calls the fruit that we will produce in abundance as we grow in our relationship with him. And this fruit sounds way better than that stupid list I just said. This is from Galatians chapter 5. The Holy Spirit in you produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. That means there is no list. (laughs) If you walk in those fruits, you just will automatically do things that are pleasing to God, to yourself, to other people. Wow. I mean, imagine how you personally will feel about yourself and about others if you are bearing all of these good fruits in your life. If you walk in love towards God, towards yourself and others, how will you feel? How will they feel? If you are experiencing joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, patience, kindness, and faithfulness in your heart, and then bringing those fruits into your relationship with others, man, your presence would smell beautiful. Your life would taste sweet, even when you're going through the midst of challenging circumstances. Imagine being able to bear that beautiful fruit in the middle of the hardest times of your life. Oh, and then the final fruit listed, self-control. Which of us has not had an area in our lives where we have lacked self-control? And because of that, we've caused harm to ourselves, to others, and even to our relationship with God. But as you are filled with God's Spirit and walk with Him daily— All of these fruits are going to grow up in your life and become so abundant that you not only get to enjoy the benefits of them, 
and God is going to enjoy the benefits of them, but other people can come and eat from the branches of your life and find sustenance from those fruits as well. Isn't that amazing? We are going to look at each of these fruits of the spirit that I listed in more detail in the weeks to come. So make sure you keep listening. Now he ends Colossians 1 verse 10 with these words. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Do you want to grow up in the spirit? Do you want to go from being a spiritual infant or toddler or teenager to a full-grown, spiritually mature follower of Jesus who looks like him, acts like him, sounds like him, ministers like him? Well, this scripture promises that as you learn to know God better and better, that is what will cause you to grow up. Again, you may have been told that you will grow up and you will become a more spiritual person when you learn how to follow some list of rules, the laws, or when you have denied yourself enough worldly possessions. But the truth is, according to God, according to his word, You will grow up spiritually into the very image of Jesus bearing his fruit when you take the time to develop your relationship with God and get to know him better and better. When you learn what pleases him and what honors him, when you ask for and receive his wisdom and his understanding of how to live in this world, when you begin growing and producing the beautiful fruits of the spirit, this is what will cause you to grow up and have a deep and fulfilling relationship with yourself, with God, and with others. And as you grow up, He will let you know if there are areas in your life that need to be changed, things you need to stop participating in, relationships that need to have new boundaries set, because these areas no longer serve him or you or your sacred relationship that you are trying to build. So don't start with what's wrong with you. Start by learning with what's right with God and how you become right in him. I hope this challenged you today. And I hope you will continue to join us as we dig in deeper to how we find destiny and purpose as we mature in Jesus. My prayer for you today is that you will prioritize your relationship with God, that you will seek the Lord with your whole heart as if he were the greatest treasure in the world and you had been given the map to its location, and that as he reveals more and more layers of himself to you, that you would show more and more layers of yourself to him until you have grown up into a relationship that is so sacred, so deep, and so intimate that your life bursts with the fruits of his spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Now go. Be the church in your world. In Jesus' name, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then 
share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.